listening to the Grace Reigns Podcast. I'm your host, Leo Jaffrey. Join me at my kitchen table for conversations about real-world faith, raw stories, and discussion on walking out radical, jaw-dropping, uncomfortable, inconvenient grace through our relationship with Jesus. Come as you are and meet me in everyday life with our everyday messes and convictions. Hi guys, I am here with you today. I am so excited to be here. Um, you guys are listening to the Grace Race podcast. This is going to be the first episode in the hopefully very long series. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of interviews, a lot of different conversations, sharing stories, and just bringing kind of this, what does it look like to live your life out for Jesus? The raw, the ugly, and really emphasizing how God's grace impacts every area of our life and what it looks like to have the mark of grace on our life. What does that mean? Why is it important? And how can we really deepen our relationships with the Lord so that we can see this mark of grace on our lives and in the lives of other people that we love and care for? So we are here um, with the hopes that over the next several months, years, that we can really dive into just real life situations, our our everyday stuff, our our workplace drama, our our churches, our political standings, our um, communities, how we interact with and engage with the people that we know and the people that we meet, how our children and how our marriages are being impacted and affected by how we walk out faith, and what is what does this look like to just be raw and real and walking in the footsteps of Jesus, really walking in that relationship and in that grace. You know, I talk, I'm going to talk a lot about grace, especially in this podcast. I want to make sure that we have a really solid foundation for what my goal is with this. And it's really to help us as a community engage deeper in just real life with each other, not pretending that we have it all together, not not being afraid to be honest about what we need prayer over, where we need help in our lives, where we need support, where we need comfort, and and to really be able to come alongside each other as a community, inspire each other to live more deeply and more fully in our relationships with Jesus and in our relationships as a church body. So as we kind of get into this, I want to set the stage, you know, really give a good sense of what this is about. Um, I'm really going to be focusing on inspiring deep relationships relationship that causes radical change in our life through our understanding of grace and living relationship with Jesus and his spirit. We're going to be talking about walking out the uncomfortable, the raw, relatable faith where in our weakness, God is glorified and we are made in his likeness, not by our works. It's not anything that we can do that's going to change um, our standing with the Lord. To be marked with grace is not something that we can earn. Rather, it is something that proclaims God as absolute glory, mercy, and unconditional love. It is death to living for ourselves and being raised up on the footholds of grace where we overflow with profound joy, thanksgiving, radical, God-given, selfless love for him and his people. No longer are we patting ourselves on the back for a job well done, but we're on our knees worshiping the Father who can do the things through us that's impossible to do without his mercy and spirit over and through us. Praise be to God that in my weakness, in my unbelief, in my debt to sin, I am raised up 
to the right-hand side of the Father. I am given strength, life, joy, peace, overwhelmed with love and mercy. So let's talk about what grace means biblically. You know, we can say the word just like we say love and we say peace and joy. And the world has kind of twisted a lot of what the definition means. But I really want to establish a strong biblical understanding of what grace means. So we're going to look um, at a couple verses and we're going to talk about what this means. Um, What does it look like to have grace and mercy? And we really need to just define the biblical standpoint before we can move on. So the first place that grace is mentioned is in chapter one in John, where John the Baptist is foretelling the coming of Jesus. Here he says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. For from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace for the love. I'm sorry, for the law was given to Moses. Grace and truth come from Jesus Christ. This is verses 14 through 17. If You want to reference that. The law was not enough. It was impossible standard that required the shedding of blood to pay for sin. Jesus came full of grace as a sacrificial lamb who could atone for all our sin. He was perfectly blameless. He was a son of God. Grace in this kind of definition is meaning gift in many ways. It's it's something that we couldn't earn, but it was given to us. In Ephesians chapter two, the apostle Paul profoundly described grace in this way. But God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him, seated us in heavenly places with Jesus Christ, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Jesus Christ. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God not a result of work so that one may boast. For we are in his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This is verses four through 10. Grace makes a way for relationship with the living father. It is the gift of life and not something that we can earn. There are many, many people in the world who are known for their good morals, their good works, and who can walk in good standing with their communities. They are held in high esteem. But this is not the kind of good works which make a way for a relationship with Jesus. Good work alone is not the mark of grace. It is not enough in the presence of God. We cannot atone for our sins and meet every wrong with a right and come out on the other side known by Jesus. Our faith, our walks with the Lord, is marked by grace, and this is how we are profoundly different from the world. In 2 Corinthians, we can see another way that grace is applied. And I love this. In the beginning of the passage, Paul is talking about how the Lord allowed a metaphorical thorn in his side. And I'm sure a lot of us are familiar with this. Um, But what I hadn't caught before was that he referenced this as the reason that the Lord allowed him to have this thorn was so that he did not become conceited, so that he was not known for, for his good works. It wasn't his own doing. And he says this remarkable thing. He says, Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ 
may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, I am strong. This is verse verses um, 8 through 10. Grace is more than a gift. We don't earn it or deserve it. It is the fullness of God covering our weaknesses. And this is, you know, part of where we see this radical, crazy God grace, this crazy thing that helps mark us from being different from the world. When we are walking into trials and tribulations, when we lose loved ones, when we face cancer or other medical issues, or our children are in the hospital, or we are struggling financially to put, maybe we can't provide food for our kids, or, you know, there are a long list of ways that we can really struggle in life in general. And then you have this whole other part where we can be persecuted, not can be, we are persecuted. A lot of people in a lot of other places of the world experience this far more than we do here. But really just encountering those trials, how we walk through those, that is where you see the power of God in someone's life, how they respond to trauma, how they respond to grief and loss. Are they walking in the footsteps of Jesus? And this is not to say that people (laughs) who are going through hard times shouldn't be sad. This is not at all what it's referring to. It's where our peace is found. It's where our joy can live, even in the midst of horrible heartache and terrible situations. And this is something that, you know, my my husband and I, um, he's going to be coming on next week, and I'm so excited to have him on. But we're going to be talking a lot about some of these times in our life where we've encountered this, where we've been walking through something that has just been very, very difficult. And the Lord sustained us through that. And because of that, God was glorified. He was lifted up and magnified because people would come and ask us, how? How are you walking through this? How do you have joy? How are you content? How are you managing this? And the reality was, is we weren't doing anything. We were laying at the feet of God the Father, and he was sustaining us. So he is glorified, and he is lifted up, and it is not our own doing. It is not our works that make us strong people who can overcome anxiety, who can walk through horrible traumas and come out on the other side worshiping the Father because he is God, and he can sustain us, and he can make a way for us, and we get to know his voice, and we get to interact with him, and we see the works of his hands in everyday moments of our life, in the messy things, in the hard things, in the beautiful things, in the answered prayers, in the prayers where he says, no, this is not what I want for you, and you have to submit that to him. This is where we start to discover the marks of grace. It's it's that question when people watch us walk, when they're like, what, why, how, how are you doing this? What is so different about you? I couldn't do this. And the answer is that it's not us. And that's when it becomes that mark of grace. That is when we start to step into this profound, radical, God-given strength, this, his spirit And we get to know Jesus in a powerful way that brings other people to him. And we are given the tools to walk through the hardest things and the most joyful things. And our life becomes centered on him. And it's 
we become more like Christ as he makes us more like him, not because we're doing anything, but because we're laying at his feet. We are are soaking in his mercy. We are worshiping him for the things that he is doing and the things that he is making possible in our lives. That is when we start encountering just this radical, incredible relationship. And that's what people crave. And that is how people know him. And so as we walk through the next several weeks, we're going to be doing a lot of wonderful things. We're going to be talking with a lot of great people. We're going to be sharing just the raw, the real, the ugly, the all of it. You know, we are not people who are put together. We don't have all the answers. I haven't gone to Bible school. Everything that I'm sharing with you here is are truths that I have learned from scripture and from being on my knees, walking through hard things, through hearing the voice of my father, through hearing his tender love, his truth. And as he has spoken to me, I want to share these things with you because it can give you hope and it can give you those tools that you need to continue walking with him. And so I know I've been repeating myself a lot this podcast, so I'm gonna, I'm, this isn't going to be a long one, but I want you guys to think as we walk into this coming next week when my husband joins us and we're going to start talking out some of these things that we've personally walked through, think about this. How has grace interacted in your life? Where can you see the mark of grace? Where can you see these, these evidences that God is powerful in your life, that he is becoming more than you are? Are there there areas in your life that you can start to identify and as areas that you can lay down before the Lord and allow him to become bigger than you in those areas? And um, just think about those things. Really, I'm going to put the verses in uh, the note, the footnotes of the podcast. So feel free to check those out and just spend some time kind of looking at those. But if you guys ever have any questions or things that you want to address, this is the place to do it. You can email me and I'll plug that in here at the end of the podcast. But I would really love to just have these open conversations with people about real real stuff, not, not the the perfect, the put together things, but the real things that we walk through that either make or break our relationship with Jesus. And so bless you. I hope you have a great week and I'm really excited to get into a lot of this with you guys and I will talk to you soon. You have been listening to the Grace Raised Podcast. Thank you for joining our discussion today. If you would like to submit a question, a story, or sign on to be a guest on the show, please reach out to Leah at thegraceraisedpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I pray that you encounter the grace and glory of God in your day-to-day life. May you experience his mercy and his rich joy even in the midst of your messes and your everyday experiences.